0: on a early pre-dinner show. It is the 14th of February, so it is Valentine's Day. It's also Ash Wednesday. A lot of interesting things going on tonight. And uh, as a very special part of tonight's broadcast, as I like to do, at least once a year, it's a, bit, a little bit harder. Um, I guess it's all dependent on on babysitting, but Lauren is here with me tonight. Lauren, how are you?
1: I'm great. It's how great. are you? Well,
0: you look fantastic oh, this evening. Oh, so do you, honey. Thank you so much.
1: So if, nice to be here with you.
0: I feel like it's the only times that we have are now uh, the Valentine's Day. You would do a couple more. Yeah. We're getting there again, though.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. I don't know. It's been, it's been pretty fun. And soon Aurora will be able to s- sit in on a 7 o'clock broadcast before you know it.
1: Before you know it, Before she'll be your little sidekick.
0: I know. And she's already, I think that's, uh, that's mm-hmm. one of the things that people have missed, are going to miss the most about doing uh, doing the shows back over here at the big studio, is that they know that there's going to be a zero chance, zero percent <laughs> chance that, that that little face is going to pop into the door right above my my shoulder there. Yep. And, um, but yeah, good stuff going on tonight. Lauren's here for a Valentine's Day show, and we're gonna take calls and we're gonna read about weird love stories. I wanted to know not, not you know I wanted to know about people who have gotten together under strange circumstances, but it was mm. love nonetheless, and mm. you're you're happy for it. Like, you know, Lauren and I we we don't have um too crazy of a story. No. It's not run of the mill either. It's just, you know, well, actually, you know, your typical girl comes into pharmacy to fill her mother's malaria medication <laughs> and um you know boy asks uh, about mm. uh you know what whether or not she has a facebook when it just came out that was actually probably my first uh, first time using facebook messenger who knows
1: yeah yeah
0: but by the way lauren's mother does not have malaria no she was tr- she was tr- trying to prevent getting malaria because she was going on a, on a mission trip to south africa right yes so it was a it was a preventative measure yes so, thank God for that. Don't want, any, don't want any malaria in the family. Okay, so we have a strange love stories that we're doing tonight. That should be a lot of fun. Uh, on the other side of the room is the little nugget herself. There's her, there's her head.
1: Lean back a little, Aurora. <laughs> Wave.
0: How you doing over there? Good. What are you watching? She's watching Sleeping Beauty. On my phone so i'm going to just keep that muted and lauren and i are going to get back to business Mm -hmm. over here so lauren um you know today is the first day of lent yes and i um i thought i thought long and hard about what i was going to give up what my lenten sacrifice was going to be this year and i have decided that it was going to be to be pleasant on social media Mm. because i gotta say I mean, and this is gonna be hard. And I ha- I felt like I had to announce it too because then there would be more pressure on myself to stay accountable.
1: Yeah. If I didn't tell anybody,
0: then I can just be a a sour asshole. And that's the whole point. There is that I'm not changing my approach to how I do the show, <clears throat> but I feel like I'm a completely different person on places like Twitter than I am on the show. <clears throat> and it's been pointed out to me, like people like Krista's even mm-hmm. said it. She goes, you know. It's, a, it's it's an amazing contrast w- between you on the show and you on Twitter. I know.
1: Like you commenting on other people's things? Yes.
0: Hmm. I, I straight up hate people on, on Twitter. I hate on them. Yeah. And I don't do that elsewhere in real
1: life yeah they might
0: inspire some thoughts that will (coughs) that will turn into conversation starter on the show but i'll find diplomatic ways of bringing it up Mm -hmm. and to bring people along for the ride it is it is literally me and a sledgehammer on twitter sometimes and i can't tell you how many times i I tweet something and immediately delete it because i'm just like i'll talk about this later on or what the hell am i doing i'm wasting time so i just want to see that's that that's it it's like you know
1: you could just take my approach and not comment on anything.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you do a lot of, you're, you are a, a stereotypical lurker. Yes, 100%. So that's, uh, <laughs> that's what I'm just trying to do. I just You know, this show, on the other hand, is mm. a far more authentic human experience, which is what I'm trying to just hone in on. Mm-hmm. But, you know, and, and we'll see how far this exercise uh, sticks beyond Easter. Mm. I'll probably be a lunatic again by my birthday, but we'll see. I think I can do it.
1: Maybe it's it's more like you should just start treating people online like as th- though they were right in front of you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. <guess. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> I guess because, because you and I are in a lot of social situations <laughs> together and we hear people say all types of things mm-hmm. that I am just like, I'm grabbing, I'm grabbing at the chair.
1: You really just, bite your tongue sometimes. I, I do. For, yeah. civili-
0: for civility, I do.
1: Yeah. yeah. You got it sometimes. You, you just, know? Just, yep.
0: Uh, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's not because, it's not because I wouldn't be able to take on that conversation. Right. So you're right. You know, how do I act In person. Well, I am 98%. It's just diplomatic because 98% of it does not matter. But man, but uh, I don't know. I feel like maybe it's because when you go online, you see, you get a little bit more of a glimpse into the inner workings of those who affect the people around us, Mm -hmm. and I just hate them extra because I know who they have given their terrible ideas to, you know? Yeah. There's a a real, it's personal. Yeah. Even though it's impersonal, it's personal because I yeah it's just a little it's just bullshit.
1: okay well that's a goal that's a, a good 40, in day. 40 days yep anyway you can do it <laughs> I know you can see
0: there you have it and then for uh, and then on the other note on the other note uh, here is on the Valentine's Day front Chris Ann Hall weighed in on this on Twitter today I thought it was really nice great non-hallmark reasons to reflect on the day mm. and how Valentine's Day will um and can apply to all of us. Here she is right there, at Real K.A. Hall on Twitter. Emperor Claudius wrote an edict prohibiting marriage of young people based on the idea that unmarried soldiers fought better than married soldiers. Valentine was marrying people in secret. Valentine's Day is a celebration of an act of civil disobedience to unlawful government. So go ahead, put that in your pipe, and smoke it because it feels good to be rebellious don't it (laughs) that just feels good okay all right so um a little bit from chris ann hall now other than that lauren we have strange valentine's day stories love stories Mm. weird love stories and i want to start getting people's thoughts on this i have other things that we're going to do I have a really nice article I think you're going to like. We're going to go on a break, though it won't be an intermission. We're not playing an opening. Mm -hmm. I'm going to keep this live across all of the different platforms that we're on. Um, I also have a little non-related. Somehow I felt like this was Valentine's Day related. I don't know why. Did you see the footage of Michael Bublé high on mushrooms?
1: Oh, boy.
0: You saw that, right? That was wild, yes. Why didn't that become a bigger story than it was?
1: I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe people thought he was joking.
0: I don't know. <laughs> well, he wasn't joking, though, no, right? Definitely not. OK, so I'll, I'll play well, that. It for didn't
1: he- seem like he was. I, I don't
0: c- know. Let me see what did I get. It's, a, it's like 50, <clears throat> 55 seconds long. I got this. It was at the it was at an all star game. NHL. Right. at the NHL all star game and somebody gave him shrooms and told him that he was taking a lot less than he actually right. was. So I'm going to have to do that. The lines are also going to be open. I'm going to do that right now. We have the Strange Love Story hotline. It's 914-369-1236. Uh, write that down if you want to share. There's also all other calls. 914-200-0269. Keep it related to tonight's theme, though. I don't want to talk about politics. and uh, And yes, so let's go to our thread. And hopefully this will inspire some calls. Here we go first one up is actually the first person to submit a weird love story was Tracy, Tracy Beans. She said this. She says, I've got one. Huge Met fan over here. Lauren comes from a a Met fan family. Yes. So this was already on a rocky start between she and I. (laughs) Back in the days of MySpace, I was friends with a chick from high school who was a Yankees fan. I started commenting on her post messing with her about the Yanks and another one of her mutuals would do the same We started playing off of one another and it became a thing that we would do to my friend Two fellow lifelong Met fans insulting a Yankee fan We were friends with the other Met fan that I didn't and I did not know each other We got brutal with her long story short. She unfriended and blocked both of us <laughs> She prov- he pr- And he <laughs> proposed to me on Valentine's Day in Cancun. We got married 16 years ago this January and had a blue and orange themed sand ceremony. Love you, my will, from MySpace. Tracy Beans. I didn't know that. That's Tracy. I love
1: that. That's a very cute story. And it is a
0: little bit of a strange story. You, yeah. You come together uh, brutalizing a friend.
1: That's hysteric. Did you invite the friend to the wedding?
0: Yeah. I should have. Oh, man. Maybe. That's
1: what we got to know, Tracy.
0: Hold on a second. Do I have Tracy in in my Skype?
1: <clears throat>
0: Do I have like her phone number? Hold on, Tracy. Let me see if I have Tracy in my Skype.
1: Mima would have loved that story.
0: Wait. I don't I don't think she's going to pick up. I think it's her Skype number. Really? Is there anything else in here? Nothing? No, it's only her Skype information. I don't have her... Wait, she's active now? Try it. gonna try one more time. Just... Uh, we'll see if she calls back. I only have one question to ask her, which is, did they get to the wedding? Right. And was that really the end of a friendship right there because of all the hazing and stuff like that? I, I, why? Would, what I don't understand is why the hell would a Yankee fan unfriend Mets fans? You know what I mean? If, if I had been
1: really sensitive,
0: maybe you have to be if you're a Yankees fan. and You let anything a Met fan say get to you. <laughs> what the hell? Could, that is really weird. So maybe she is very sensitive. What
1: was the straw that broke the camel's back? I know.
0: Really? Was it? It was like Jeter versus Ray Ordonez. What are we talking about? She here? couldn't
1: have been a real Yankees fan. She she was probably just like one of those he, she was Yankees a pink,
0: fan. She was the pink hat fan. Yes, yes. The pink hats, right? Those pink hats—they are very, they're they're not real. Anyway, here we go. Here's one from Sarah Mack. This is a this is a couple of paragraphs long, so just take a listen to this one. Here we go. Twenty uh, years ago, on February 6, 2004, I woke up to the sound of my mother's blood curdling screams. There's a There's an opening for you. I rushed down the stairs to the kitchen to see what was going on. My mother was on the floor crying. My sisters and fathers were huddled around her. My dad looks at me and says, it's bad. Look, and motioned for me to come over to the huddle. On my way to the huddle, I just hear my mom scream, Mama. I look at my dad real sharp, and he just sadly nodded and said, yes. I knew that moment the only biological grandparent I had ever known, my mama, had joined the rest of my biological grandparents in heaven. Both grandfathers died before I was even born, and my dad's mom died when I was three years old. So my mom's mom was the only grandmother I grew up knowing. This was a huge loss for my family. She lived in Louisiana, and we lived in Mississippi at the time. Uh, We had to pack immediately and prepare for a road trip to Louisiana. I was already in a very dark place at the time, so this was just devastating. We get to Louisiana and go through all the motions. It was so surreal. Time seemed to pass slowly, but very quickly. Almost a week had passed, and we had already buried my grandmother and were about to return back to Mississippi, when while hanging out with cousins and friends, someone remembered that I used to have a huge crush on the very handsome football player in high school. Who had a nickname, Adam McCabe, the babe. And they (laughs) told me that he was single and that we should call him. I was like, okay, but tomorrow. I've been crying all day. So the next day, my cousin called Adam and told him that I was in town. He remembered my name but didn't remember my face. He agreed to meet up at Subway. So at at the Subway or Subway, the the sandwich shop? It's probably the Subway. So we met up. The moment he saw me, he immediately said the nickname he had for me that I had forgotten all about, Fuzzy Sweater Girl. Fuzzy Sweater Girl. (laughs) Okay. You know that? I laugh now because I forgot that in high school we had to wear uniforms, and I always wore a white fuzzy sweater over my white polo shirt. He used to pick the fuzz off my sweater in English class. Anyway, we immediately hit it off, and he asked me out on a date for that Friday, the 13th. Look it up. Friday the 13th, February the 13th, 2004 as if the entire ordeal wasn't strange already. A date for Friday the 13th was really strange. We went to a dance club and danced all night. We danced as if we had been dancing partners for 20 years already. Everything clicked. It was definitely love at first sight for both of us in high school, but we never dated then. It was 10 times that feeling on the first date. The next day was Valentine's Day. He asked me to officially be his girlfriend and stay in Louisiana and not go back to Mississippi. I agreed i moved to louisiana we moved in together we lived together a year before he proposed we got married september 10th 2005. if you look back at the calendar you'll see that that was a year of hurricane katrina we were living together engaged and a week away from our wedding when katrina hit Hmm. we had an outdoor wedding planned katrina took out those plans We had already paid deposits on a reception hall. That never got refunded. It looked as if the wedding was going to be postponed, especially considering that virtually everyone on the guest list would not be able to come. Highways were closed and airports were closed. The entire ordeal was so traumatic and upsetting that I ended up having a bad panic attack. I collapsed and almost had to be hospitalized. While we were waiting for EMS to determine whether or not I was going to the hospital, Adam said to me, screw it. We're not postponing this wedding. We're getting married on the 10th. I don't care if we have to use our backyard. EMS told me if I could rest and not get worked up, I could stay home. I hadn't hit my head or anything that bad, so it was okay. I rested on September 10th. We had planned to get married in the backyard of the house we were renting on the wedding day as if it it wasn't uh, enough to overcome all that. Someone who lived on our street decided to move their whole brick house. The movers dropped that house in the middle of the road a few hours before the wedding. Oh my goodness. There there it was blocking the main roadway to our house, a big brick house that was being moved. Of course, this led Adam uh, and I to have to see each other before the wedding. Luckily, he didn't see me in my dress, though. So while getting ready for my wedding, I sat in my dress and made detour signs for the little (laughs) black back street. So the guests that we had, they would be able to make it still. We got married that day. Hurricanes didn't stop us and neither could brick houses being dropped in the middle of the road. Everything tried to come against us and we persevered. Well, hey. Wow. And there was 20 years later there and there's a little bit more. But wow. Yeah, that is a strange way. So yeah, the the, the funeral—that's a, a nice way for for love to blossom. Mm-hmm. Number one,
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, something good to come out of something so upsetting. You know, one of those uh, more upsetting things in life you got to deal with. But that—I uh, I like that story. Hurricanes and yeah. brick—the brick house. The brick house. Listen,
1: <laughs> I bad, feel like uh, <laughs> should we be doing this today, or are we sure about? This?
0: <laughs> bad weather happens. Brick houses falling. <laughs> That doesn't happen very often, so that's strange.
1: And, geez, those people must have been really upset.
0: Yeah, must have been. Here's another one for you from Shotzi. (laughs) And the lines are open, so you can call in if you'd like. The lines are open if you have something strange. When I was 37, said Shotzi, I ended up being a single mom raising two children. I became friends with a man who lived across the street. My daughter liked to play with his daughters when they visited him. For six years, we dated other people and would complain about our frustrations with the dates that we went on. At times, we would go to dinner and catch catch a concert. One day while hanging out on his deck, grilling some burgers while the kids played, he picked up a strawberry. He picked up a strawberry from my plate and fed it to me. At that moment, we looked in each other's eyes and fell in love. Wow. You know, to to go all that time and then have it just be the feeding of the strawberry?
1: That's a pretty intimate thing to do. That's feed some, somebody. That's
0: some neuro-linguistic programming. Mm. That's like something mm-hmm. you'd see in the uh, the Ziggler's party in Eyes Wide Shut. You know, sharing the champagne yeah. glass. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, at that moment we looked into each other's eyes and fell in love so crazy that after years of our dating woes we suddenly realized we were perfect for each other we were married within a year of the strawberry afternoon he was the love of my life unfortunately he passed away six years later i'm so sorry to hear that Mm. we certainly loved enough for a lifetime in six short years of marriage i will always feel very fortunate to have shared absolute love with an an amazing man Mm. you know that is um that's a great story yeah it's very sad to hear that he he had passed and but I'm also thinking about the perspective of the children Hmm. to be hanging out all that time to be neighbors and all of a sudden like the sleepover never ends
1: right right that's pretty
0: that's pretty great yeah that's pretty great if you ask me um let's see uh wow well Shotzi thank you for sharing that with us Let's see, here's another one. Rama Lama. Rama Lama says he was level eighty night elf hunter. Uh-oh. We got it. This is a this must be a video game story. I love these stories actually. If it turns out the way I think it's going to. <laughs> he was a level eighty night elf hunter and I was a level fifteen human warrior. Our paths crossed in Elwyn Forest and someone hit the dance prompt. Flirting commenced. Being in in an unhappy marriage, I was vulnerable and in need us of innocent fun. My girlfriend egged me on. Days and weeks passed. Killing sprees in murloc-infested environs progressed to clandestine late-night skinny-dipping dates. We went shopping in Stormwind City, picnic in Loch Modan. Uh, battled horde in Warsong Gulch and eventually had a mock wedding in all of our fr- with all of our friends from various realms in the temple of Darnassus. My husband saw the phone bill and started asking questions. Why were there so many expensive calls to Philly from our home in California? This was before we had cell phones. I asked for a divorce. It was terrifying but necessary. Jay and I never met in person. We had a marathon phone, we had marathon phone calls and cam dates and of course we fought the alliance together every day until the reality of single motherhood took hold and I gradually grew out of our virtual romance and availed myself of a real life romance. Hmm. I would say, I thought it was going to be, we met up.
1: Right, right.
0: But hey, I, get, I guess the video game led you out of a a situation that wasn't good. Uh, we don't know too much about the other, the uh, the original marriage, but. Gee What now what is the I'm not really good at the RPG games So I don't know what game is being referenced here Let me look into the into the chat room Ladies and gentlemen what are what What was being referenced in the In this I don't know
1: I definitely don't know I know you don't
0: <laughs> <laughs> Is that World of War uh, World of Warcraft Fargon Hole says World of Warcraft breaking up families. Well, you know, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it depends on your point of view. I don't know. Uh, it could have hastened something that was already going wrong. Um, but I have heard of World of Warcraft splitting apart a lot of people. Children from parents, uh, parents from parents, parents from children. You know, can you imagine being a, a, a child? And one of your parents will not stop playing video games?
1: Yeah, that would be, that would be alarming.
0: It's, it's not unheard of.
1: What are you doing?
0: Stretching. You're stretching? You okay over there? Okay. She's fine. Eyebrows. Yeah. We could just check in on her eyebrows. We know everything's okay. All right, here's one for you. Maria E. And then we're going to, uh, in a couple of minutes, we'll take a little bit of a break. Like at 4.30, we'll take a break because we're going to go until about just about five and, and stretch it as long as we can, I guess. But every time anyone asks how I met my husband, it always is the same awkward pause. And I wait for the reaction when I say that he was one of my community college teachers. People usually don't know how to respond. I met my husband for the first time when he assisted me with signing up for classes at a local community college where he was the new full-time art instructor, recently out of grad school. I'm a planner, so I walked in with my list of classes and times, just needing his signature, but he stalled and Mm -hmm. we discussed music and art. I had already planned on taking his art history class before I met him. The next semester I took his class... And through a mutual friend, we hung out outside of class as a group until my friend, uh, until my tire was flat right before class one day, and he helped me replace it with a spare one after class. From that point on, he spent a lot of time courting me, but never asking me out since I was still a student. By the time the semester was over, we were talking every day. And a few weeks later, after the end of the semester, he told me he couldn't hang out anymore because it was hard just being friends. The semester was over. I had no plans on mm. taking any more of his classes. And I said, well, I guess we just need to be, uh, we just need to go on a date." Then she said, "I guess we have to date." We've been together for 16 years and married for 13, with two little girls and twin boys, and all five under, uh, and all five and under. Two little girls huh? and twin boys. And it started with signing up for classes. I feel like this, this woman had called in before.
1: Hmm.
0: I feel like she called in before. With the twin boy? Had the twin boys been? Maria, I know that you're not going to get in touch with me immediately. But were the twin boys just born? I feel like, I don't know, I forget it. I forget. But I get a lot of calls and I kind of remember fragments of all of them. All right, here's another one. Subvet, this is from Gadget Doc's father. Okay. Um, Let's see here. Subvet says, I was in the Navy and shared an apartment off base with three other guys. One of the guys was dating a local girl. Having broken up with a girl at my last station, I wasn't looking to be serious with anybody. Mm. One night we were at the base enlisted man's club and the uh, roommate, my roommate, was meeting with his girlfriend unbeknownst to us she brought a few of her friends along about 10 of us were all sitting in the same table uh, talking and drinking etc when all of a sudden this beautiful brunette asked me to dance of course I said yes strange thing however while dancing she begins pumping me for information about a party the following week at our apartment I knew nothing about this party apparently my roommate was trying to get his girlfriend over to our apartment for a private party and she had her friends doing surveillance but I didn't know it at the time the questions uh, kept coming, and and I, as a 19-year-old, took that she was hinting uh, for an inter- in invitation. So I invited her as my guest. When I told my roommate on the way home uh, that evening, there was a sense of panic, and he scrambled. He scrambled the remainder of the week setting up a real party for the following Saturday. Uh, during the party, my date and I began asking, uh, talking, and finding out a lot of finding a lot of commonalities between us. We ended up going off into another room and just talked for a few hours. 6 weeks later, we were engaged and 6 months after that meeting, we were married and still are married after 51 years. Wow.
1: Wow. And that Congratulations. is the u- and that is
0: the union from which we met Gatch doc Brian Jr. Yep. Which was uh, Brian we had we had you know that's one of those things. Mm. Only met only met in person once, but we Was it once or twice? I might
1: think
0: where tw- they if it was twice then we were it was
1: like back to like the same visit.
0: I don't know. Yeah, it might have been two consecutive days. I don't, I don't know. Remember. But w- but we did the the American History Museum in DC with with uh,
1: yeah that was great. We had a great time.
0: Yeah, you know you know Cam is Cam is like I don't know. He's like I think he's like, like twenty one. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's legal to drink now. Crazy stuff. All right. We're going to take a little break. When we come back, uh, we've got a couple more stories, hopefully some of your other stories, and a couple of uh, a really interesting article I want to read to you that I think is Valentine's Day worthy because it has everything to do with fighting for love. It's actually a little bit of a parent trap story. Oh. I got to tell you about it. Okay. All right, ladies and gentlemen, don't go anywhere. We will be right back.
3: The best ways to drain people's energy nowadays is via the internet. This woman is a astrophysicist. Actually, this is not how space works. Read a book. These are all different accounts that I have set up. The energy you get this way isn't quite as pure, but if you do enough of it, it'll fill you up. Shanghai sucked. Where was the Chinatown? It's surprisingly simple to get total strangers completely furious with you. They should get a life. When they call you a dumbass, you know you've got them. They called me a dumbass. There's some kind of human nerd who is telling people to ignore me. I mean, he's getting my accounts suspended left and right. This will not stand. I mean, he's stealing my food now. He just told people that I live in my mother's basement. Actually, I live in my own basement. Dumbass. Fire.
4: Oh, no, he's getting to me. I'm 95 years old. You're 95 That's years right. old. You That's look right. good for 95, That's man. Ca- That's cause I don't run behind big asses and titties. That'll kill you. Y'all young men, y'all be screwing all these hoes out here. That's why y'all come up with arthritis and rheumatism. Your eyesight go bad, your hair starts coming out. When you uh uh, uh overfuck yourself, you bring arthritis on your seat. Every time you drop that seat in her, yeah. your bone marrow and all that stuff from your head to your toe goes inside of her. And when you have intercourse with your girlfriend, who always fall asleep first? The man. Uh, yeah, I And when you wake up, she done stole your wallet, stole your car keys. She gone about her business. Yeah, I got to get that shit back. Well, 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 you better kill her then. You have to eat right. Eat stay right. away from McDonald's and Burger King. Don't drink sodas.
2: No soda, no pussy, no
4: McDonald's. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the biggest, you can eat, but stay away from that pussy. If you ain't going to marry that woman, don't stick your dick up in her. No. You don't know what disease she got. No, and now all pussy. the women got coronavirus. Yeah, I have got come- that coronavirus. Oh, hell yeah. That coronavirus. Don't stick your, your your little two-inch dick in every asshole that's out here been down in the basement since it happened. Five days now. I think he's having some kind of a mental situation. You know, an episode or something. All
1: right.
2: Hey, you better do something.
4: I don't want to be known as the brother-in-law of the town nut job. I got enough problems already. Oh, shit. I got water all over myself.
2: Stand in line until you think you have the time to spend an evening with me.
0: Remember the song, Lauren?
1: Oh, yeah. And if
0: we
2: go some places, dance, I know that there's a chance you won't be leaving I'm not going
1: to sing it, though. Why not? <laughs> I'll spare everybody. When afterwards we
0: stop into a quiet little place and have a drink or two. I may have a drink tonight.
1: Or two, or two. Just one to burn out. You should
0: out. just have one. Yeah, it just I need. <laughs> I feel a little tightness in my chest right now, so I'm thinking I need some kind of whiskey to burn it out. If maybe, you say so. Maybe I jump. I jump past an old fashioned. And I just have a little. I have a little blue label neat. I'm just. I just might have to have that. Never so right before. That's right. Ladies and gentlemen, I practice every day to find some clever lines to say to make the meaning come true. All right, well, that's a good one. Yes, I have. What w what'd you think about that? All the women these days have coronavirus.
1: I'm still trying to figure out how they got that footage of you writing all those responses. On okay,
0: okay, it's no, okay. <laughs> See. You see, that's what I'm talking about. I would, and when I when I knew th- today what my Lenten promise was, uh-huh. I said, "You know what? I got to go grab. I have to go find <laughs> that. I have to go find that skit. Where the hell is it? Hold on a second. It, it's um, it's uh, And the skit is called in the end like an Internet Energy Vampire. Mm-hmm. Hold on. It's um, it's Colin Robinson. Here, let's watch it one more time. This is what I'm trying to avoid now. By this is Frank. In this is Studio B. Yeah, this is me. Or at least this is the kind (laughs) this is the person I'm trying to avoid right, you know I don't want it drawn out of me anymore here. here. uh, Here it is
3: one of the best ways to drain people's energy Nowadays is via the internet. This woman is a astrophysicist Actually, this is not how space works read a book These are all different accounts that I have set up. The energy you get this way isn't quite as pure, but (laughs) if you do enough of it, it'll fill you up. Fill you up? Shanghai sucked. Where was the Chinatown? It's surprisingly simple to get total strangers completely furious with you. (laughs) you
0: That's the guy I'm fighting. That's the guy I'm fighting. (laughs) That's why I said I gotta stop this. At least for 40 Uh, days, I gotta stop this. It, you know, it's like the the, the show is always going to be the show. But uh, my work day, I, I've got to become a, just a little bit. That, that's one way I can get a little bit more efficient than fine.
1: Yeah,
0: I can't be bled anymore, yeah. <laughs> at least for the next 40 days. All right. So uh, that's what we have. All right. So listen to this, Lore.
1: OK, let's do it.
0: Uh, and then we're going to go to your super chats. Then we're going to go to your super chats. Actually, we'll go to the super chats right now. Morgan Boye. Says, hi, Frank. I love the show. I was hoping you could share my GoFundMe for my dog. She has to have her eye removed. Aww. The title, the GoFundMe is titled Help Dottie, D-O-T-T-I, Help Dottie the Dog's Eye Surgery. Thank you. That's from Morgan. You can go check it out on GoFundMe.
1: Sorry, uh, Dottie. Yeah,
0: I'm very sorry. I hope Dottie is all right.
1: Yeah.
0: Um... So thank you, Morgan, and I, I'm glad to have you out there. All the best to Dottie. Uh, Shotzi says, Happy Valentine's Day, Frank, Lauren, and Miss Aurora. Sending hugs and much love your way. How nice. Aurora, did you hear that? Do you think that Shotzi is so nice? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Jay Britt says, Happy Valentine's Day to you and Lauren. Same to everybody. Thank you so much, Jay. Thank you so much. And then Jay throws in another one, says, Dessert's on me tonight. Well, that's very nice of you. I really appreciate that, Jay. Thanks, a- Jay. Yeah, I'll. Um, we'll see what happens here, as far as dessert goes. I know that little one over there is probably going to want dessert if she stays awake. This is the latest. This is the latest reservation that we've ever been able to book with Aurora, because we wanted to get this broadcast mm-hmm. in.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, usually it's five o'clock. We're sitting down somewhere at five o'clock, five fifteen, but today we're like Aurora. You got to take a nap. Because we're we're we gotta go to the re- dinner a little bit later, six o'clock. Oh, if we're we're breaking and don't her in. Don't
1: knock the five o'clock reservations, people. <clears throat> We've come to learn it's a great time to go to dinner.
0: Oh, five o'clock is an amazing <laughs> the time the to go to dinner. Kids
1: are not. It's like you got the whole place to yourself. Yes, you get great service. The kitchen's pretty much all yours.
0: We're old. Yeah,
1: we. <laughs> and then you're home and doing you know dessert and a movie.
0: Exactly. Now. Five o'clock is great if you're going to go and do dessert in a second location. Right. And then you have other things like people coming over for coffee or you're going to watch a movie. You
1: still have a whole night.
0: You still have a whole night ahead of you. So that, that it, there's definitely a great social strategic you know, aspect of five o'clock. I like it. Yeah, but I also like her getting in bed and us meeting up with people for an eight o'clock one, mm-hmm. too. It's five or eight o'clock. Yeah. Those yeah. are the reservations. I think that's the best. all right. thank you so much. I'm looking at everybody. It's good to see you. see, we have a, a a good amount of people that are watching on Rumble right now, and it looks like there's enough chatting in there that's being done by like four or five people. I never understood that. This is why I always wonder about what is real about the the Rumble numbers. So hello everybody get in the, get active in there. I'd love to see you all. Esther on Pilled says, happy Valentine's Day. You bring me much joy. Grazie. Oh, prego, prego. Uh, Music Man seventy-five. Thank you for the shades. And now we're all caught up. So let's jump into something. Let's jump into something. I know most people are working right now. They're going to see this. They're going to see this later on. and Go. What the hell happened? <laughs> Sorry, but we'll be back at uh, regular times tomorrow and Friday. Now, Lauren, listen to this one. Here we go. The headline. This is from January. The Real-Life Parent Trap, How Two Daughters Got Their Divorced Parents Back Together. It's not that long of a read either. Uh, happily Ever After doesn't just happen in Disney movies. At least it seems to be the case for Julie Shore and Scott Gaty, the, uh whose love story is eerily similar to The Parent Trap. After all, the couple's daughters, Rachel and Carolyn, played a part in the rekindled romance. Julie and Scott, who initially split in 2014 after 17 years of marriage, tied the knot again on December 28th at Memorial Hall in Cincinnati, Ohio. Successful parent trap, Rachel captioned her TikTok along footage of her mom and dad's wedding. Our parents are officially remarried and we are no longer children of divorce. So how did the lovebirds find their way back to each other? It was forced proximity. Julie uh, quipped during an interview with Today, published on January 3rd, noting Mm -hmm. that they reconnected in 2020 amid the COVID-19 lockdown. Neither of us were looking forward to spending time together. Mm. Uh, To everyone's surprise, Julie and Scott were enjoying each other's Mm -hmm. company after having a rocky start at first. Quote, they were authentically having a good time together, Rachel told the outlet, and it wasn't a show that they were just putting on for my sister and myself. And I don't think my parents noticed what was happening until late 2021. Julie agreed with her with, with her daughter, noting that it took her a while to realize she was falling for Scott again. I knew I was laughing a lot more, she explained. No one makes me laugh as hard as Scott. Everything from the past fell away and I realized that family was all that mattered and the four of us just needed to be together again. Before the end of 2021, Julie and Scott decided to live together this move prompted their daughters to get them hitched again. As Scott told today, quote, it was around that time that the girls were like, you need to propose. <laughs> and a few months later, <laughs> yeah, he did. Take a look at this. Hold on. Let's see what's on this one. Hold on. It's a TikTok video. So I hope. What the hell? Can I just watch the original one? Now we're going to TikTok. Oh, nothing ever works with Lauren. <laughs> Whatever Over the years Rachel documented her parents Relationship journey on TikTok Which she said taught her Important life lessons Some people are saying All that drama between your parents Was for nothing She explained to today But it wasn't for nothing They learned about forgiveness And resilience and growth For Julie This has all been a dream come true It's a symbol of everything We've been through She said This wasn't just two people Getting remarried It was a family coming back together How do you like that?
1: I love that because, like I've told you, I you know loves a choice, and when you um. Sometimes other things get in the way. Life kind of gets in the way, but choosing to love each other again is really cool. Yeah, we've got a little of that in our story.
0: Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. There's a lot less on the line, though.
1: Yeah, a lot less drama. A lot obviously. less drama.
0: But and when you and when you when you split when you go out for a year in college you split up and co- you finish college then you come back together you know you don't have children right uh th- that is that that right there is unthinkable mm-hmm. i wonder what remarriage what remarriage uh, statistics really are if anybody collects that it has to be
1: yeah i'm sure it's out there
0: it has to be easy to find because that's all that's all that's a legal process now right um it's not it's not just your you know your going before your congregation and that's it Mm -hmm. um so i would love to see what the re remarriage rate is you know
1: divorce attorneys out there
0: yeah anybody (laughs) out there that knows how often people get back together that would be great okay so we have the strange love story hotline Mm -hmm. 914-369-1236 we'll get back to those in a little bit the all-purpose line all other calls 914-200-0269 call in it's an intimate show we're doing it at 4 o'clock in the afternoon on a Valentine's Day. Most people are working, so you have a straight shot to get into the, the, mm. the, the show and ask questions. Uh, AMA style, Lauren is here. It's very rare, and if you're checking it out, especially if you're watching in Europe, because I'm sure a lot of our European friends are, are shocked at this right now, go ahead and do it. And to kind of break things up a little bit more, let's go to Michael Buble, who is high on, uh, <laughs> on shrooms,
1: Oh At the boy.
0: NHL All-Star game. Here he is. This was real. He's I
1: just to, so honest about it. And I had to save
0: it because, you know, every time Christmas rolls around, for some reason, Michael Buble is very eye rolling for people. I don't necessarily have a problem with him. And uh, and I, I think it's it's nice that somebody in, the, in this day and age is kind of committed to keeping that old standards right. sound alive Though it's just you know it's Michael Bublé. Yeah. Compared compared to even Robert Goulet is uh, <laughs> he's a you know it's not a very classic thing, but this kind of humanized him for me, and I I
2: I, I really like it. I, I don't know why. Take a listen, my buddy told me this is just a microdose of mushrooms, and he was lying. <laughs> so I'll be honest. I thought I was in Blades of Glory for most of the time that I was out there Blades until of it. Glory. Sort of settled down, and then I realized, holy I am at the NHL All-Star Game. The answer is no. I will not be the oldest draft pick the Vancouver Canucks <laughs> have ever taken at 48 years old. <laughs> I know ahead. you and you. You're a really good hockey you got.
1: He looks great
0: for 48.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, he, I feel like he's always looked like this, so I don't, I don't think he's aging.
0: No. Not poorly, at least. No. Unless he's a vampire, which I would believe.
2: Hands. you've got silky mitts, my brother You are the first person who's ever told me that Because I'm the first real ever hockey fan We literally are the heart and soul of these teams And uh, if they win, it'll be because of us And if they lose, it will be because of us All of my, my text, it was people Congratulations, congratulations on being chosen to go to the All-Star game and I was like, congratulations, I'm a, I'm a superstar. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thank you.
1: <laughs> My buddy. <laughs> I mean, it was still pretty coherent.
0: I know. Well, I, I mean, I've, we've, we've got friends that that right. partake, and they never get incoherent unless they start mixing it.
1: Right. But I guess, I don't know. You asked before, why wasn't this more like a bigger thing? Why wasn't where weren't more people talking about it? Yeah, he said it, but then he carried on a perfectly fine interview. I right. feel like if he said it and then he was like, true, couldn't you know keep himself together, it would have been like more of a thing. But if he, he said it and then he played the game. It's like if he's obviously, batting, if he's batting away. <laughs> right. He's like hiding from something. It's like he spiders,
0: <laughs> he's screaming, but, yelping
1: he went on to play the game and also conduct that interview. So. What, do you mean he
0: pl- he, what do you mean he played the he game? He said he
1: was playing in the All-Star game.
0: Is it like a celebrity All-Star? It might have
1: been. I don't know what, I don't know what the actual event, but that's what he said. He thought he was in Blades of Glory. Oh. And then he realized, I don't, maybe he was just on the ice? I don't know.
0: Hold but. on. Wait a second. Michael Buble. Buble, All-Star game. Did he... He was Well, he was tripping. No, they're only talking about him tripping, but did he actually play? All-Star, wait, plays at the All-Star game. Let's see. The 48-year-old Canadian singer is thrilled to announce that he is a celebrity team captain for the 2024... He was a team captain. Uh, All-Star game in Toronto on February 3rd. Going head-to-head with fellow Canadians and celebrity captains Justin Bieber, Will Arnett... Tate McCray, Buble is ready to give it his all. Oh God! Okay.
1: Well, there you go.
0: So he was playing high on shrooms, captaining, captaining. So that must have been that. Really must have been an exhilarating experience to fly around like that.
1: Maybe the coolness was like. Man, I don't know.
0: It makes me want to try it. Nah. You don't want me to try it.
1: I don't want to try it.
0: Well, I mean, he he looked like he was very very pleasantly.
1: I don't know at what point that was compared to his taking of it.
0: Let's get some before dinner. Let's get some before dinner I'll do it tonight.
1: That's all you. <sighs> <laughs> that is not a Valentine's Day trip I want to take.
0: This is... <laughs> That was the last decision Frank ever made.
1: <laughs> you of people.
0: He was climbing, climbing up one of the telephone poles <laughs> on Purchase Street naked like his Dewey Cox. After, you know? Oh, okay. Let's see here. Sal. Sal on Rumble. I can't remember the last time I had a Rumble rant. Can't be, I can't remember. Sal says, Happy Valentine's Day, Lauren, Frank, and Aurora. I hope Aurora got the Valentine I sent her. Uh, maybe. I think so. Unless I'm completely, you know, it, it, we haven't. I'm trying to think of who's is behind what screen names. Mm. You know, probably maybe she got it. She got something really nice the other day. Somebody sent a card and and some stuff. It might be. It's really hard for me to keep matched up names and screen names and email addresses.
1: Well, in either case, thank you yes indeed and thanks for thinking of Aurora she loves getting mail yes
0: yeah, she does
1: and she has a, a growing collection of cards from everybody
0: and, and she loves your the the <laughs> the, um, the pictures of your dogs oh oh she right? loves your pets
1: you love the dogs
0: Aurora don't you love everybody's pictures of her other of dogs uh-huh which dog do you do you know which dog is your favorite No? You just love them all? Well, everybody loves you. You're so nice. Look at those eyebrows. Pick your head up. Let's see your eyebrows.
3: Ooh! All
0: right there. Watch out with those cutie eyebrows. Oh. Now she's listening to... I can hear it. I can hear... I can hear Sleeping Beauty over there. Okay. The lines are open call on in let's get into a couple because it's it's five it's 4 45 we're gonna be live for maybe another 15 minutes if the calls really start flooding us then we'll stay on for a couple minutes past five but hey
1: <clears throat>
0: it's all up to you gemini girl gemini girl let's go to gemini girls strange love story i was 11 and he was 10 <clears throat> His dad worked for mine, and we had to—we had just moved to Arizona. His dad and mine became fast friends. It was the 70s, and we had just met our first Native American family. I only knew Italians and Irish Catholics at this point in my life. Totally different culture, but our families became very close friends, except him and I. We both as children despised each other. Oh, th- th- that's how you know. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. Don't leave these two alone for, for too much longer. <laughs> <laughs> i remember i, I uh, lauren i remember coming home from from like elementary middle school and uh I, I was teased mercilessly by the girls mercilessly size of my head everything this one this one son of a bitch would tell me make fun of my my, my teeth being crooked yeah so you need braces oh Then I would, then at fifth grade, my mother got braces on my face. And then she started calling me, braces boy. (laughs) It's like, you, you, you. How
1: dare she? Probably had crooked teeth herself. Yeah,
0: she, I'm not even going to say it because I'm (laughs) trying. It's not Twitter. It's not necessarily Twitter, but I just, you know, there's a, there's a lady in the room, two ladies in the room. Mm -mm. And many more at home. Anyway, my mother would say, they, they have a crush on you. They probably have a crush on you well i can tell you maybe one of them did not the others they really just liked making fun of me mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's a, you know uh I, I i don't know i guess and that's time... not
1: the kind of love you want no you i want well, someone who's making fun of you
0: well children have a weird way they, they don't know how to express stuff they're I very know. awkward i know i mean we're already starting to see it with that one I over know. there she's a weirdo but she's beautiful
1: very cute look at her
0: she doesn't even know we're talking about her. We're talking about you. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's let's keep going. Let's keep going with Gemini. Um, a totally different culture. We despised each other. He thought I was a stuck-up brat. I thought he was rude and annoying. His family would come swimming in the hot summers and stay for dinners, which I was appalled at. I dreaded when his family would be coming over. I did love his parents and his siblings, though. Our parents stayed very close uh, at friends. And as teenagers and young adult years came, the kids never came when the parents visited. Uh, he had a son out of wedlock and was redoing uh, and was redoing his was. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, rodeoing, rodeoing. Sorry, I'd never equate rodeo to Arizona. So it, it did like it didn't even whatever. Um, our parents stayed very close, and as uh, as the teenage in young adult years came, the kids never came when the parents visited. Uh, he had a son out of wedlock and was rodeoing, uh, and this was through his twenties and thirties. But when his father passed away, when we were in our forties, uh, his dad, his he was my dad's best friend at this point. I felt horrible as I loved Bruce so much like a father. I messaged him on Facebook and now as adults in our 40s, we became friends. We met for hiking when he was in town and it went from there. He and I dated up until his uh, unexpected death in 2017. Hmm. Again, so sorry. Our story just ended so abruptly. We did date for five years. We traveled places I've never been to, uh, the, the places I've never been to, and we hiked. Hikes I'd never thought I could do. So it started out as children who did not even speak to each other. To him being the love of my life, who I mm. dreadfully miss very much, uh, love you and miss you, my Braden. This is Doreen Frank. Gemini is my online name. Doreen is she's very she's a, a very very strong supporter of the show for a while now. Mm. Thank you, Doreen, and um, all the best to you, and we'll and you'll be in our intentions, no doubt. Reading these is like a, s- a silent prayer, to be honest. Because it's just, it's it's so human. I'm right there with you in many ways. Mr. Me. Hold on. What's the other one I had over here? There's a couple of. There's a couple of more. Let's see. Uh, new here, but I met my. This is Willie Fix It. That's John from Connecticut. I met my bride. We got married nine days later 25 years ago. We eloped married in Vermont by a justice of the peace Gonna call it love at first sight
1: Hmm. He shared that when he called in one day. Yeah
0: nine days
1: nine days Sometimes you just know
0: and that's the other thing Uh, Willie John from Connecticut he he really plays up his wife's like scientific acumen. Yeah, yeah and you know we, we all know the character that he has established with everybody. So, uh, like I said, I, I want to send a video crew up there to spend a weekend with them. Yeah. I got it. We got to do that. She um, probably
1: balances. They, like, are probably such a good match. Yeah. Balance each other out. And, you know, we don't know. Well, I don't know maybe much about John's uh, background himself, aside from his exuberant personality.
0: Well, he is a, oh man, what was the, the what did he say? What did he, say? He, he hits somebody with a car.
1: We need like a, a timeline of. A timeline. <laughs> okay.
0: Meets wife, hits person with a car. Uh, Nine
1: days later, gets married. Gets
0: married. <laughs> That's all I know about him. <laughs> Fixes cars.
1: We love learning about everybody.
0: Loves beer. Loves beer. All right, here's one last one for you. Rooster 556 says, it was November 2020 before Thanksgiving when I met my wife. I'll never forget it because we met at my place of work, which happens to be a gun range. It was late one evening and this young lady comes in with her mom wanting to shoot. Now her mom has never shot a firearm before and was talking and, and after talking with them for a bit, we got geared up and headed into the range. I go through the basics of firearm safety with her mom and provide instruction for them. As I recall, I don't remember being particularly busy at the time, and there was only one other shooter who was a female member and a good friend of mine on the range with us. This member, uh, we'll call her Natty, got it in her mind that this young lady and I should be together. So taking it upon herself, Natty chats up this young lady, convinces her to join the range as a member, and sets a date for them to come back and shoot. Boom, I got her name, which is Maria, and a solid idea of when she'll be back to shoot. The next week rolls around and Natty and Maria meet to come to shoot. Maria and I talk guns and I give her suggestions on what to try because she's looking to carry. After they shoot, they get a table at the restaurant co- close to the range and Natty invites me out to have a few drinks after work. See, that's a good that's a good wing wing person yeah. there. We have a few drinks, and Natty just dips out, saying she needs to go grocery shopping at 10 p.m.
1: Way to go, Natty.
0: Uh, Natty, she... I mean, Natty. Do you need a Natty in your life? You do. Unbeknownst to both Maria and I, Natty has been planning this whole time. She was a total pro at being a wingman or a woman. Anyways, once Natty leaves, I work up enough courage to ask Maria out on a date. To my surprise, she says yes, and we plan to go to the botanical gardens in town. We never went to the botanical gardens in the uh, in the city. No. Then again I wouldn't I wouldn't now because it's probably a migrant camp. Right. It's probably a giant latrine.
1: Yeah. Lantern flies. People
0: are probably like, let's go and shit in the, the botanical <laughs> garden.
1: We'll sleep in the jungle.
0: Don't don't ask how they don't ask how they fertilize <laughs> the botanical garden in the Bronx. Uh, where'd I leave? Okay. And we, we really had a good night there. We chatted and poked around each other, uh, just trying to figure each other out. The subject of podcasts came up, and I remembered listening to a lot of Andrew Clavelin, Cla- Cla- Claven, Crowder, Shapiro, and such. And to my surprise, she listened to the same stuff I did. But she had one up on me, Frank, and that was your show. Hmm. Oh.
1: Hmm.
0: She has been a longtime listener, and I have been listening to your show since then. After the podcast discussion, we talked about values and beliefs, and it was really refreshing and a relief to find someone with a similar mindset. We dated about a year before I popped the question, and we just celebrated our first year of marriage. I love you, Maria. Cheers, Frank, and thanks for letting me share my story. We always get weird looks when we tell people how we met. That, Matt. Signed, Matt. That, um, the gun range and podcast. Yeah,
1: you, you met in person. Yeah, you connected over like-minded things that's awesome and congratulations on a year
0: absolutely you know that is and that's something that we have to do i have a i have a really tough time you know the last couple of weeks with everything going on here and everything else going on i have uh i i I was not able to do a few things i would have liked to done with tonight's show though i knew that it was going to be easy to just sit here with you and chill right but there is one category of Romance story that is very unique to this show mm-hmm. and that is relationships that have roots in watching quite frankly Yeah, I know that we have had a few weddings. I know we've had a couple of engagements babies. Uh, yeah, yeah, babies, but I mean and, but the first one the first ever that I know of was uh, Rick and Tanya in Long Island mm-hmm. You know they met through the chat room. They got together mm. They they moved they they got together. They got married Actually hold on a second. Wait a second I got a picture of them. Wait. I know I kept it on. Yep. Look. At the wedding. Here's Tanya and Rick at their wedding. Hold on. Look. They actually kept a... Uh, quite frankly, we're married. They, they we're <laughs> married. Look at
1: that. I love it.
0: This, this is a very special... Fantastic photo. Very special category of of love story that I am... I'm happy to say... We, we can boast.
1: Bringing people together.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. I'd love to, to, to meet Rick and Tanya one day. We're not that far away, to be honest. But that's all I got for you on that end. Porpoise just said, Happy Valentine's Day to a great family. Thank you for your great work. Well, thank you. And thank you for being part of this other family that we got over here. I really appreciate it. Uh, Kate, uh, uh, Katie Sky on... Rumble just said, my ex and I got married two weeks into dating. One star. Would not recommend. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Katie, uh, the, you, what you should have done is you should have waited just nine days. Like yeah, Willie. Yeah. The, the problem is you dated too long. <laughs> that, that's what Willie Fix It would have told you. You dated too long. You needed, <laughs> you needed a couple less days. She says, and to boot. We stayed together for a year and a half after the divorce was finalized. Mm. We loved each other, but just couldn't live together. We mm. couldn't quit each other. We just couldn't quit. Wow. So you, you pretty much became you you dated for two weeks, you got married, you move you were living together, you divorced, and then you just stayed in place and morphed your situation into a roommate situation. Wow. I knew a little bit about that story, but not all that. Hmm. Why? That again, you know, this is what I this is what I want to this is what I wanted to ask. Um anyhow,
1: it's always incredible to me, you know, the relationships that come after divorces because it can just go any number of ways and like your parents are best friends.
0: I know. Mm. My parents go and see more Broadway shows together. Uh,
1: They're probably closer than ever.
0: Right. But um, don't even make a joke about getting back together. Don't no. you? Don't. I, I, I've, I've made that joke. I, I've actually had the balls to make that joke before. And it was like uh, to, to, to see the the repulsion, <laughs> the repulsion.
1: Oh, man. But uh, you can still love someone and be repulsed. By them. <laughs> I know.
0: <laughs> just don't. It's very, very. Uh, That's
1: the difference between loving someone and being in love with them. You know what I'm gonna do? Suppose.
0: I'm gonna call the restaurant to see if we can mm-hmm. show up a half hour earlier. We got a six o'clock. We we're about to wrap up in about we five to ten minutes. Show
1: up. What are they gonna do? Tell, Tell us, us to us get to the wait? fuck out.
0: They'll say, "Hey, oh, get out. They'll say, "Get out.
1: Get out of here." Get out of here, you!
0: She didn't hear anything. She's listening. to Prince Philip is. Hey, Aurora, what's happening in the uh, in the mo- in the movie right now? I
3: well, found a witch turning into a dragon.
0: Oh, the the witch, uh, the uh, Maleficent's turning into the dragon. Uh huh. I can hear. I can hear Prince Philip fighting. Come on, Philip. Root for him. Hold on. Here it goes. Here it goes. Oh, I heard it. He stabbed her right in the heart. He's so courageous, isn't he? He's ah. down. She goes. I'll tell you the end of the end of uh, Sleeping Beauty is is um, that gets me. That gets me. Just because I love I love the. I think, I think the Prince Philip angle is, is amazing. Hmm. I know that, that Disney is all about divorcing themselves from a woman in distress that needs a, a strong, heroic, virtuous man to come in, in a time of need and, and be the man. Mm-hmm. I know that they completely divorce themselves hmm. from that kind of classic storytelling. But when you go back and you see what we had, that everything about those those stories, I love. I just love it. I love the setup of the kingdom. Um, I, I just love the setup of everything. It, it's 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 nice, it just feels stable.
1: Yeah. I don't well, know. Well, in the book that she got, the little book version, and I'm not sure which version that is of that story, but in the end of that one, like there was no, she didn't go away. She She just stayed there and then ended up pricking her finger when she was 16 anyway. And um, the fairy comes and and puts hedges all around the kingdom. And then a 100 years goes by and a prince is strolling by and asks the old man what's going on behind these bushes. And he's like, oh, I've heard that a sleeping beauty lives there and has been asleep for a 100 years.
0: I think this is the the original, it's like the actual story.
1: And the hedges part and he goes in and was so taken by her beauty he kissed her and that was when everyone woke up
0: see i like i like this version i think that the writing with the disney version is is really really sweet um and i because i i like the fact that they had that one day in the forest Mm. and there's actually Mm -hmm. a there's actually a a love there's a connection yeah you know if you what you're describing right there is a prince that's just wandering on by and Sees a very lovely blonde corpse. Right. <laughs> so, <Says>, hmm.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you say, Let me give that a smoot.
0: You say if I kiss this?
1: Employees.
0: Yes. They're getting married now. They're what? getting married. Uh-huh. It's, Aurora. it's Aurora. She's here. <laughs> she gets such a kick out of when uh, when they say her name in this movie. It's Aurora. Anyway, okay, so it's the marriage. Talk about people who didn't have that much time to get to know each other. Yeah. Prince Philip and... and I
1: like when the dad is like challenging King Stephen, Stephen, Stephen. challenging the other dad. Yeah. And he's like, you know, she's only 16. Haven't even had her. She's been away. She doesn't even know this is happening and you're going to just take her away from me. I like that part. Yeah. I say we're just like dads having a conversation.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely, they are. Mm-hmm. Well, listen, I, I think that this is a nice place to to, uh, to cap this one off. The movie's ending. We're all hanging out over here. Uh, thank you. Uh, a- who's that? Uh, Ariette Weege over on Rockfin, the only one hanging out in that chat room. I love you. Thank you so much. Stowe Stube says, happy Hump Day, uh, happy Valentine's Day, and happy Ash Wednesday. Thank you, Stowe, and thank you so much for the tip. I really appreciate it. Rev says I can't stop being mean on Twitter because it's the one place I take out all my aggression. Happy Valentine's Day to all the franklies.
1: <laughs> At least you're on this. Well, yeah.
0: I, I know some people that's all they have. You know?
1: But like what did we do before before the internet where you're now just like a deciding we were not scenes.
0: recruited into this, this the the drama that we live with the way that that politicos The way that the governments, the way that people have been able to recruit people into these activist, destructive, spiraling, uh, you know, uh, clout-addicted mindsets, it didn't exist. I mean, people watched news networks. They still, they bought newspapers, but you really think about how much this stuff dominated our lives. I mean, stories like... before before um before the internet I feel like we got one major trial uh, we got one big murder trial a summer we got the Olympics mm-hmm. uh sometimes we would get a presidential scandal like Monica Lewinsky or something like that uh, but it, it wasn't uh it, it wasn't like this it really wasn't like this so I feel like there's always people talking and shooting the breeze and whatever but I think we had a lot more room just to live our lives, right? It, it, this is they, they try to dominate every millisecond of your consciousness, and I they did, I don't know that's uh, that's that's what my um, theory would be on it.
1: But does your comment change nothing, that? Ex- except for what it does in you?
0: You you feel when you are saying it, you've got. There's a little bit of a catharsis. Okay, I got that out in a certain number of characters and I feel like I encapsulated my thought. And then as soon as you put it out there, there's the need to start checking on what the response to it is. Mm -hmm. And either you get the affirmation you want and your tweet blows up. You get one or two likes, one of them is a porn bot. Or it is completely either decimated by people who are on the other side of what you're saying or completely ignored and nothing happens. And nothing happens. You, you, you maybe feel a fleeting sense of I did something. And, and to say that social media is inert in its ab- ability to influence people or to introduce better ideas to people is not fair because it also depends on if you really know how to work the algorithm if you already have name recognition a brand that you've built up mm-hmm. you can definitely cause ripples you can inspire conversation but for the average person who's looking for an outlet because even because everybody is everybody is uh is come it comes face to face with the the topics of the day more often than we ever did i can see how it it's 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 like the only thing that you can. You feel like you can do Just mm-hmm. to rage a little bit mm-hmm. But uh, you know I don't know even with me I, I have some name recognition And even I think that 90% of the shit that I put out there I could have either just saved for the show Or I could have just saved my energy And gone out and done some pull ups mm-hmm. Instead
3: mm-hmm.
0: So who knows what happens over the course of Maybe 40 days Maybe that
1: should be the challenge Every time you feel like you want to You go do a set of oh. <laughs> 10 pull ups
0: you're, or or put or another set of push-ups.
1: Yeah, some squats.
0: Two minutes horse stance. I just I can sit at my work my work desk and just mm-hmm. sit in horse stance. Rob would like that.
1: Until you until the sensation passes. <laughs>
0: until the sensation passes.
1: <laughs> the need.
0: Oh my god. I don't know. Me neither. You know you should join me for a studio B uh, broadcast more often. Sit behind me. Somebody wa- I'll just peek. People want somebody to sit behind me in that room, <laughs> like a fighter jet. They they want to see it. I don't have a second microphone, though.
1: Uh, I, you'll probably pick it up. It won't be as loud, but...
0: Yeah. Anywho. All right. Well, thank you guys and gals so much. It's been wonderful to hang out with you this time of day, on Valentine's Day, on Ash Wednesday. Um, And uh, and I appreciate you, Lauren. Anything that you want to leave uh, the the people at home with? If it was later in night, I'm sure we would have been besieged with calls. But we have a lot of lovely lurkers out there, and I love them nonetheless.
1: Yeah, Yeah. love you guys. All right, that's all. Happy Valentine's Day.
0: Happy Valentine's Day. Thank you all so much. Be good, be grand, and uh, and thank Aurora. Aurora, you want to say goodbye to everybody?
1: Come here. Get in there.
0: Hold on. Come over here. Come over here. Oh, you look you look stunning in your red dress. Yeah. So what do you want to say to everybody? Good night. Say you wanna say happy Valentine's Day?
3: Happy Valentine's Day.
0: Say uh anything else you wanna let everybody know about?
3: Um, no.
0: No? Did you start any new businesses? Yep. What new business do you have?
3: Like mailboxing.
0: Oh, oh! Did okay. you work with the mailbox?
3: Uh huh.
0: So you have a mailbox business now? Yep. And you have doggyfood.com. Uh huh. Okay.
3: We right. We're leaving now.
0: Yeah, we're leaving now. You want to go eat?
3: Yeah, I am li- li- leaving too An-
0: because. It, where, where, where's Anthony going?
3: He's going to dinner, too.
0: Oh, really? Uh, Where are you going to dinner?
3: Uh,
0: oh, okay. The, the, uh, What's on the menu? Uh,
1: Italian.
0: Italian. He's going to have Italian food. Yum. That's like macaroni. What are you going to have? you going to have oysters tonight? I
3: think macaroni, too.
1: to.
0: you going to have uh, scallops tonight?
3: Um... I don't think I love salad. Do you
0: want squingeal? No. Do you want calamari? Yeah. Do You you want some? Uh Uh-huh. Calamari fritti? Uh
3: Uh-huh.
0: Okay. All right. Say goodbye. Talk to you all soon. Goodbye. Goodbye.
3: Goodbye. (laughs) Goodbye.
0: Goodbye at night. Yeah, goodbye at night. Okay, goodbye, everybody. Thank you. Thank you, Lauren. Love you. Love you, Frank. Okay.
3: I'll catch you on the flip side.
0: Quite frankly, it's filmed before a live studio audience and now our super chatters. Starting with... (laughs) Stostoop, Revolution, Jay Britz, Shotzi, and Morgan. I hope Dottie the dog feels better very soon. Thank you to my wonderful, wonderful uh, Rumble Ranters. It was great to see you back. Sal and Cat Sky D. That's Katie Sky down in Texas. All right, guys and gals. Love you all. See you tomorrow night, 7 o'clock, right here from Studio A. That's right. Nighty-night.